everybody, welcome back to Contest Prep University. Joe Klimzeski, Adam Atkinson, episode four in our series, the five biggest training mistakes you could make in prep. The, the fourth one is to not respect strength loss. And I, I kind of had a rule when I was competing, Adam, and I would do this, I guess, depending on the year. Let's say uh, my top squat, my, my top squat ever was like a five, 505. And if I'm in prep, I know at some point I'm going to start feeling that strength loss. And then I, I kind of have a goal. Well, maybe I don't want to go below 405. You know, maybe that's my goal this year is, you know, I'm okay up to that point and I, and I know it's going to happen. So I, I have kind of these arbitrary checks. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But my goal with strength in prep is to to just mitigate it as much as possible, but respect the loss. And we're using strength movements not to gain muscle, as you covered rightly so in our previous episode, but you're just trying to maintain lean body mass. And you need a big stimulus like that occasionally. It's got to be in the rotation, either with micro or meso periodization. But but what do you what goes through your conversations with clients when it comes to prep and what's going to happen, what to be expected with strength? Yeah you're definitely going to see big losses at, at times, depending on how lean you're getting. Uh, I also find where people wear their body weight makes a big difference. Uh, I I do always like to explain, like if you have a bigger stomach and you're squatting, your thighs are hitting your stomach, which helps you get out of the hole. So once your stomach starts going down, I mean, look at a power lifter. They all have the bigger belly for a reason. It's a strength purpose. Um, not all, but pretty often they do. And, uh, you know, kind of using that analogy to help people that it's not all just like muscle loss or actual strength loss. You're losing, you're, you're having to relearn the mechanics of your movement because now your body's different. So there's that, and it's not all negative. I also like to put a focus on body weight movements. So pull-ups and dips, if you're increasing in repetitions or weight on those, that's huge. So we can kind of put a focus on other exercises and, you know, have some some actual gains from those in the other department, which I think are really true feats of strength for people. Mm. Man, you, you, I mean, those are two phenomenal points I did not even think of, which one is the fact that you get a lot of elastic energy and strength from non-contractile forces. So, you know, you mentioned just body fat in things like a leg press or a squat that, that can give you that elastic energy. But even just like if you think of your vastus lateralis in the IT band and so forth, and, and let's say you're losing body fat, you're losing body mass, obviously we know from that quote, illusion standpoint, you look bigger, the leaner you get, but you're truly losing body mass. And so now those, those inert, uh, you know, components, you know, tissues, even in the joints themselves, you, you lose that cushion, that elastic energy. And that's a huge part of the overall, you know, assistance to the contractile forces. So it, it's such, such a good, good point there. Um, on the body weight stuff, that's hilarious how that happens so quickly, right? It's like you're losing strength in other places, but man, now I could do twice as many chin-ups, um, you know, so that's where you can kind of feel better about that, you know, strength quote gain. But, um, do, do you, do you 
even address this ahead of time with clients. Like, Hey man, as you get like your bench is going to go down right away. Like your bench is going to suck. You're going to hold on to your deadlift longest squat will reduce at some point, but is, or do you just kind of wait for them organically to experience this and then follow up? Most of the time organically, but I feel like there's certain athletes that have a really big, you know, you can just tell they're celebrating the goals and the, the, heavier lifts. So, uh, I had a IFBB pro doing a live powerlifting training this off season. And she was just saying PRs left and right. Every time we retested maxes, but you know, once prep started, I said, just, I know you hit some major goals. You just got a new, like 45 pound plate on your squat, like above 225 that's probably going to come off as we go into the prep again for the same reasons I kind of stated earlier. I think it's helpful for people to understand that what's happening at that individual muscle fiber level. I mean, every single sarcomere and every single muscle fiber, you have a certain amount of contractile force and you have metabolic disruption, you have mechanical disruption. And just like in the off season, it's more than total strength. Your time under tension, were the biomechanics exactly the same and perfect? Or are you compensating a little bit? Your hips a little sore this day, so you're shifting a little this way. Like there's so many things we do that can take the tension off of the muscle inadvertently. And so in prep, when you know you're going to miss a little bit of strength, it's helpful to go back to, well, this is prep anyway. That's normal. So let's focus on these other things. Let's make sure we're doing perfect, perfect reps. Let's make sure we're really feeling the contraction. Let's make sure we're getting the you know, time under tension with eccentrics versus concentrics where we want. You can end up having dramatically more uh, impact, better results on the muscle tissue by doing that, even while strength may be going down. Absolutely. You know, thinking about it, I was very much a strength guy during my prep. So my very last prep, I did my coefficient of my squat bench deadlift um, at my peak of my off season, midway through prep and end of prep, just to kind of see where my coefficient was. Uh, it's best on my squat bench and deadlift. And it was better midway through and definitely declined at my leanest. But that kind of gave me an idea on what range I would maybe compete best in powerlifting. So that was kind of cool to keep track of. There you go. All right, guys, we have one more episode. We will see you next time as we wrap this up with what to do and what not to do in peak week.